Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On today's show, we've got three men sitting around a table answering some questions. How was the Champions League final? How was the Europa League final? Are these the questions we're asking? Come in and find out. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. I am your host as ever, Michael Carden Edwards. You can call me the Magnificent Duke if you want, Lee. Are you going to call me that? No, only Paul does that. Only Paul does that. That's a shame. Um, I'm here with Lee. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. It feels, feels like a long time since we've done this. <laughs> we've had a few weeks off. We've, uh, we, we've been uh, recharging the batteries. Well, I haven't, nor have you, Lee. Tom, you've been on holiday. I did go on holiday. How are your batteries? Are they recharged? Are they... Have you been on holiday with an eight-month-old child before? In the sun. In the, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm all right, man. Yeah, I'm good. I, I, it, it feels like we're at the end of the football season now. It's been a long slog. Um, and already the transfer window is just destroying my love of the game. So, ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. good. I mean... We've on so we've got just to be clear to the the fans out there that are listening intently to this show back once again. Um, today's show we've got a couple of questions we want to answer. Basically, um, Monday show obviously because we're going to do a show on Monday. I know, crazy, right? On Monday show we've obviously got the UEFA friendly Champions League of Nations uh, of best friends, whatever it is. Either or, either or this weekend. So Monday show we're going to touch on what the fuck happens on this brand new tournament that no one's ever seen before, but that England are going to win. And then we'll have a bit of a season review over what's been going on, kind of team by team. Uh, we've got a few ideas for it, but look forward to that show. That'll be a, a whippersnapper. Yeah? A whippersnapper. But no one knows what a whippersnapper is. Exactly. And I now You know I'm... what a whippersnapper is? Oh, you know what? I, I know what a whippersnapper is, mate, yeah. Give, yeah. give, give the listeners a description of a whippersnapper. Um, a whippersnapper. A whipper... There you go. You've got to say properly, snapper. A whippersnapper. So basically, a whippersnapper is when you go up to someone... And you punch them. However, the way that you punch them is like a whip. And it makes a really satisfying, like, 
So you're not you're not following all the way through into the punch. It, just as you're making connection, is is that quick withdrawal? It's the quick withdrawal <laughs> makes a lovely sound. The recipient of the whippersnapper should really feel no harm. However, when you're on the other uh, other side of a of a Lee Collard whippersnapper and he fucking hey. rolls his hips into it and he gives you all shoulder, it's a different story. So um, why, I don't know why we're talking about this, but let's crack on with the show. Let's crack on. Maybe with the show. if people want to meet us in person, I can give them a. a personal demonstration of a Lee Collard whippersnapper or not or, or, or not okay <laughs> sell you'll the, look, you'll sell the show boys like, no let's just get on with the show let's, uh, let's phone up our friend from Andorra who's listening to the show S- sell the show you. Lee sell the show do you want to get punched by one of the hosts <laughs> cool <laughs> alright okay look let's get, let's get down to business Let's get down to business. I've got, I've, got, I've got a question I want to ask you, Mr. Collard. As you can tell, we're going with a bit of a different format today. But maybe that's a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Collard, so <clears throat> obviously a lot of football has happened since we last had a show. Liverpool have won the, the league. No, what am I on about? Liverpool won the Champions League. Man City won the league, but I believe we covered that. We have covered that. It's been so we long have. ago that it's, it's you know, um, there was obviously playoff games galore. The Champions League final did, however, happen. And I have a question for you. With winning the European Cup, would you classify Liverpool's season as success? Yes. And I know it will hurt a lot of people, but I think the majority of football fans will agree. I know my man over there, Woods, he's going he's gonna to counter it. I know, I know he is. But if you look at the cardhold, cardhold facts, is that, is that a thing? The cold, cold hard, hard facts. facts. That's the one. Um, <laughs> it's like butternut squash, isn't it? Well, no, it's squad nut bush. The... Um, was it uh, piss pronunciating my worms? Oh, God. <laughs> the uh, worst thing I've ever heard. That's, that's an office quote, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, so obviously the reason why I say yes... Huh? And... <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> the reason why I say yes is because they've won a fucking trophy. It's the biggest trophy you can win in club football. Your man over there always bangs on about his little when they won it back in, was it, 2012. So whatever he counters with, you know, that's, I'm, already fr- I'm already countering his counters already because I know he's going to go against me. But, you know, to be honest, when, you come, when, when Liverpool came into the season, were they expected to win the league? No. And I know they got almost there. Fair enough. They were unlucky. But the way that season panned out, to finish second, and I know we want to laugh about it, but to finish second with the most amount of points, that in alone is almost a success. Because whilst they didn't win the league, they've improved from last year. Last year, they got to the Champions League final. They lost. What have they done this year? They've won. So, Are you me, basically saying that they're going to win the league next year? Mate, well, my last thing I've got here, so I've got some little side notes, and my last one is, I'm worried. <laughs> I am generally worried now, because... And I'll tell you why. Because they've done this before, haven't they? They when they won the Champions League back in two thousand and five and then they made another final afterwards. Yeah. What were they doing in the league? Jack all mate. Exactly. They've 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 backed up a, a, a decent league season with winning the European Cup. And I know we said uh, when we was watching the game that, you know, they've not had a great season in terms of football, maybe from what we had last year in terms of like the diners and the I don't know, just on the aesthetically on the eye. And the cup competition has been perfect for them because they you know they've They've not had to do it across the whole season or they can get away with bad performances. But yeah, for, I just, just think, you know, compared to last year and the season before, you feel like they're, they're building 
a dynasty. And now we dynasty. know how we, well, dynasty, dynasty. Look at that face! Look at that face! And I am just generally worried that's what's going to happen. Um, so you're worried because let's talk about the other big dynasty. So I'm going to interrupt you. I don't know. That's fine, mate. Because obviously I talked about another dynasty in, in, in the Premier League, obviously Man United and how it's collapsing. Someone's got to replace that. I mean, Man City have obviously, they're in kind of, a, you know, their own little weird, I say weird, you know, just... No one the, cares. The financial power they've got, you know, puts them <laughs> in a different, different place. But the way Liverpool are doing it is, I feel like it's, you know, whilst obviously they've got big financial backing, they're still, they're doing it correctly, I feel. I think maybe it's to do with the manager, the, the backing, the stability they've kept with him, you know, I found it, you know, I read some forums and and I find it baffling that Liverpool, some Liverpool fans call for Klopp's head when they just go on a little bad run. It's like, look at the bigger picture. And for me, yeah, like I said, I'm worried. I think that bigger picture could... Okay, so let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one thing in, before then. I pose this question to Woods because the man He's sitting itching, there, he's itching, isn't he? He's itching. <laughs> so this is coming from a man who hurts me. cheered on Liverpool in the Champions League final. Um, no, that didn't happen. Oh, he, no. mate, he switched, mate. He switched after that penalty decision. He was well, this gone. Is it. This is it, because both of you very, very clearly support the Liverpool fans going into the final. Um, obviously, even you, Woods, even you, Woods, were like, mm. seeing the Liverpool fans in the pub that day. Oh, man. You're like, fuck, I can't handle yeah. this. Um, right, but no. So, okay, I, I, I understand your, your, concerns. your concerns. Of course I do. But now I want to hear from a man who we are hoping, because we haven't talked about this beforehand. A man who has potentially a different concern. To be fair, this is one time where I probably will get on, on board with whatever he comes with because it's, it's more the hope. <laughs> it's the hope. It's the hope that kills you, mate. Um, was Liverpool's season's, uh, season a success? Um, yes, is the answer. As Lee said, it's Ooh. the biggest trophy in Europe. Um, it's a trophy that, as Lee said, I still bring up in literally every conversation I have about Chelsea Football Club. So the fact that they've got another one, um, yeah, it's undoubtedly a success. However, our Liverpool I like fans. That, however, our Liverpool we need, fans. We need that. However, we need that. However, however, Liverpool fans will be disappointed because they didn't get the trophy that they wanted. Um, yes, record points this and record points that. It don't matter because ultimately the best team over the season won the Premier League, and that was Manchester City. Talking about a dynasty, um, I can understand your concerns, and I get it. Uh, they, 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 they do look really good at times, don't they? Um, they seem to have a, a good continuity with their players. It doesn't You don't hear any players wanting to get out of there like you're hearing at other clubs. Um, however, do I believe that Liverpool can take their form that they carried this season into next season and maintain a level of performance where they're going to hit 97 points again? Not for me. No, I can't see it. And in, in many ways, I heard a lot of people saying that winning the European Cup would be uh, the catalyst to kick them on. I kind of personally feel it might be a bit different because that hunger for a trophy is now gone. It's been that appetite that Klopp had to win something. It's been, um, it's kind of been, winning the European Cup has kind of quenched that, if you would. He, he, that, that drive that he's had of being basically uh, the nearly man Finished. Hunger has been fed. Exactly. Well, so, well, so, so you think Klopp has now going to lose that hunger? I think there'll be a level that will go from Klopp personally. It's very hard to maintain that level anyway. Um, and, and Klopp's already, I mean, they, they can talk about a new contract, but by all accounts, he's made it very clear that he wants a break um, in a couple of years' time anyway. Um, 
I, I don't think he can maintain that. And as such, I don't believe the team can maintain that high level that they've been they've been driving through. I mean, Jordan Henderson, much maligned. I don't personally think he's a, a, a particularly good footballer. But he's, his form has been exceptional. And I just can't believe that a player like him can, can maintain that level of performance. Now, they have got the upside of surely Naby Kate is going to be better next year. And surely, uh, obviously, Fabinho playing from uh, the start of the season throughout. That'll be advantageous. But the dynasty that's going on in the Premier League right now is Manchester City. It's as simple as that. So I, I, I hear talk that they're, they are going after a couple of players this season to kind of just bolster the squad. But forget about signings. Just having Kevin De Bruyne back. Just think about that. They won the league without Kevin De Bruyne. He's back next year. I, I, I do not believe that Liverpool, A, can maintain this level of performance and B, can beat Manchester City to a Premier League title. The dynasty is Manchester City's for as long as Pep Guardiola stays there. Now, if and when... Sorry, this is literally where I wanted to come in, though, because I know what I referred to or touched upon it with uh, Man City kind of being a unique thing. This is the thing. If You're talking about Klopp leaving, but Mm. if Guardiola leaves, you could have another situation where it's like Pellegrini, Mancini, with all that money, but not without that coaching ability, without, you know, maybe the the ability to sign a player that's going to fit into a particular system like Guardiola does. And even if he does someone and they don't quite fit in, he doesn't play them. So the question really is, is when when, when will Pep move on? Now, the Juventus job's open. Um, Sarri's been heavily linked with it, but it seems that there's something else going on there because Juventus aren't saying much at all. There are constant links available with Pep Guardiola um, and, and Juventus for obvious reasons because he's a front runner um, and the only league that he hasn't done it in is, is Serie A. So Juventus is a perfect opportunity for him to go in there. Uh, will he go this summer? I don't think so. Uh, I, I still think that he's got unfinished business there. I think he can see there's a window for the European Cup and it's closing fast. Uh, just look at the business that Real Madrid have got done in the first few weeks of, of the transfer window. Uh, they're looking to get back to the top table and, and Barcelona obviously will get on with it soon as well. So, On that vein, with Real Madrid spending money, mm. with Barcelona spending money, with there's some Italian clubs with money as well, there's PSG with all the money in the world. Bayern Munich splashing the cash. Um, is there a danger? Like I feel that Manchester City's players are less for sale than Liverpool's might be. Correct. You see what I mean? Completely agree. And I, and I, and I, because I, I think I mean obviously the the rumours of uh, Sané to Bayern Munich are quite rife for like uh, for like how much seventy million or something super like that. Um, with I, I don't think if you're a player that plays for Manchester City and Guardiola wants to keep you, I don't think you go. I think with Liverpool, and this is just me being maybe potentially fanciful, but I think if Real Madrid came in or someone of that ilk, obviously Real Madrid or Barcelona came in with a big money move for Mane or Salah or not, I, I don't really rate Firmino very highly, so I'm not going to talk about him. But one of those two wide players. Uh, I, I think their heads could be turned purely because of the money because they've now won the, they've won something with Liverpool as well as you said that hunger maybe has been fed slightly I know they won the league I know the fans won the league but that also then gives me on to the other point right so you mentioned earlier Tom that Man City had De Bruyne injured for the entire season basically mm. and they still won the league with a mad points total what happens if Salah or Mane get injured mm. like realistically because relying on a Shaqiri all season I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I. I still. I still think that as a team, 
the entire team. I hear what you're saying, and I think what they do this summer in terms of business is going to be crucial because yes. they've now, like I said, if they want to do push on it, not that I want them to, but if they do want to push on, then this is a crucial summer because, as you said, all these other big clubs and bigger name, yeah, big sniffing. Sniffing around, you know, it's hard to see where Liverpool are going to get in and pick up some real quality players that are going to improve that squad. Because the fact is, right, think about it this way. Every, the, the two big European... They're linked with Fakir again, aren't they? <clears throat> yeah. The two big European finals, right, the, the, the Europa League and the Champions League were all contested by English clubs. And that means that big European clubs aren't winning European silverware. You know? And it's like, well, we want to still be doing that. So there's going to be money around. Now, I want to swiftly move on to the next question at hand. So, in the Champions League final, Liverpool played a, uh, a Spurs team that we've talked about quite often on this show. A, a, a Spurs team managed by a crying manager. A Spurs team with a man playing up front who should not have played that game because Harry Kane looked about as useful as I did when I used to play football. By the way, I was terrible because I was lazy. Harry Kane touched the ball, what, twice in the entire game? Did nothing. He was, mm. he was anonymous. They've got Lucas Moura, the hero of the semi-final, benched in favour of Harry Kane. Baffling. But, and that's kind of where I want to get, well, this is the question. Now, I'm very clear on my opinion on this, Woods. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> um, I'm not lie to you. I knew we were talking about Spurs. I couldn't remember the exact question, so I answered the question before I asked it. <laughs> yeah. I looked down and I was like, oh, was Poch right to start Kane? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woods, Tottenham Hotspur, were, were, was Pochettino right to start Harry Kane? He was in a awful situation with this because um, he was damned either away because, say, he didn't start him and Liverpool still win it. People would be going, oh, well, if he started Kane, it might have been a different result. I think that from the evidence of watching the football match, Kane looked nowhere near match ready. Um, 26 touches in total. Uh, didn't influence the game at all. Um, it was a real shame to kind of watch a player like Kane who's obviously had you know big moments for that club just looks so useless um, and it I don't know if it impacted the rest of the team because Tottenham as a whole looked quite lethargic in fact the whole game was lethargic um, players looked gassed the pitch looked heavy the temperature looked too hot for them um, so but yeah Kane shouldn't have started he should have started with Mora um, but that's obviously with captain hindsight I can appreciate why Pochettino would have played him in, 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 with a view to bringing Mora on as an impactful substitute, because you like to take um, bring on a player that can add pace in the later stages of a game when tired legs start to come. And I'm sure that was in Pochettino's mind uh, when he laid that out. But there's just uh, there's one moment that sticks in my mind with Kane at one nil. Um, I think that um, Trippier's got the ball in the, the right fullback position, advanced. Um, good moment for Tottenham. Trippier's about to play the ball in, and instead of making that clever move in behind the centre half in the six yard box Kane makes a bizarre run to the front post and the ball is then played exactly where you want Kane to be and it it just you just think had Kane not had that injury or had he been able to come back for a few games in advance of the the European Cup final he probably would have made that more natural run for him and obviously converted that opportunity it's a game sorry so the way I looked it it was lazy because he made the initial run well, he did do the run. He should have done that. Checked, pulled off. Yeah, he didn't. He just carried on running forward to the front post, and it's like, well, I that, mean, that's is, just easy to defend. We and we all know playing a lot of pro as we do. 
it's quite hard to score from that front post unless you're doing something pretty fucking excellent. It's either like yeah. a deft flick or it's like a stabbed finish with the outside of the boot. It's hard. It's a hard chance. Because it must mm. be quite frustrating, actually, like for Tottenham in general. Um, I thought they were the better team on the night. Um, I thought they had the better opportunities. I just don't think that they ever looked likely. I don't believe that they believed they could win the game. And I think that was the difference between Liverpool and Tottenham is I think that Liverpool had full belief that that was their moment. We're going to win this. And I just looked at Tottenham and their players just shirked it. I saw... Um, two, two, two players for me, sorry to interrupt, yeah. two players for me that really, really disappointed me. Christian Eriksen, mm, definitely. who has now put, basically put out a common buy me. So thing. apparently that interview was 10 days before that final. He decided he wanted to leave the club 10 days before the final. And interestingly as well, as I was reading um, earlier, his performance, because as you say, awful just to put an exclamation mark on that the last 12 minutes he touched the ball like zero times offensively other than set pieces when they were pushing for a goal it's just crazy to me that that their most influential player just went completely missing uh at their biggest moment and it's not really like him um he's come up with big goals at big moments for them i wouldn't necessarily say that he's like a natural goal scorer but he, he obviously usually impacts the game and for him it was such a strange performance um, and he was the weakest link on on the night and I think that was probably a, a significant factor in why Tottenham weren't able to create those guilt-edged opportunities as opposed to good opportunities I think Tottenham had a game where they had an off Harry Kane they had an off Ericsson they had an off Son and they had an off Ali like all of them all of them were just not good. They're off, and they're actually attacking influence. Do you know what I mean all it's, of them weren't good? Makes, I, I feel the same. Makes the night difficult. I feel the same as you would. Yeah. Like I just didn't ever feel like they were going to score. What mm. do you What do you think, Lee? No, I was, I was the same um, as would highlight highlight with that chance. You know, it's just it, in a way, it wasn't a chance, but it, it could have been so easy, just an easy chance, and summed up the night. Like the the, the final ball, the, the the just that. Understanding in that final third to, to kind of punish Liverpool and Liverpool had it quite easy really as, as you said it was only good opportunities it was never like you know last minute last ditch defending or anything like that well this so, goes nicely on to the next question because I assume uh, just before we go on should Spurs have started Harry Kane Lee? no no I can understand what, what as Woods uh, touched upon and highlighted um, that I did hear and I, I, I struggled to believe it but the reason why he did start was because he, he is like kind of Mr. Tottenham and if he didn't start then, you know, it kind of maybe sends a signal out to, to clubs, you know, that he's maybe, I don't know, not not as big as what he thinks he is at that club and, you know, would he kick off and start moaning because he thinks he you know, should be starting. But we saw it as well, in, in, well, previously because he always comes back too early and we always say he always looks a little bit off when he comes back. Um, I can appreciate, obviously, you're desperate to play in the European Cup final, but you know, did he kind of almost jeopardise their chances? Potentially. Um, we talked about the chance. There was another big moment as well, right at the beginning of the game, which ultimately led to the penalty. He missed. He, he got. He got done by Van Dijk. I mean, I know Van Dijk's great in the air, but he was like, it didn't even challenge. You know, it was. It, it was weak, very weak, and it kind of set the tone for the performance. Yeah. I wonder if Pochettino's mind was, I'm going to get his name on that team sheet to try and lift the fans. And, the, and, and kind and of lift the players yeah, yeah. And w- w- one thing though like had, you know he didn't have the bottle to, to take him off like, no you know, Firmino come off and he was having a poor game same situation as Kane you know hadn't played for a little while coming off an injury he came off on I think the 54th minute wasn't having an influence on the yeah, game yeah no yeah that's correct 
Pochettino didn't do that. No. I can see the gamble of leaving him because he's a goal scorer. Chasing the goal. Know, yeah. Sometimes you've got to realise if your player's not on it, then it's a detriment to the team. For me, I, I, I think... I don't think he should have started. I think you have Lucas Moura, who's on a high, starting the game. Yeah, exactly. He's just playing a fucking hat-trick in the semi-final. And if you're worried about a player's fitness and you're worried about how they're going to hold up, surely that's a good player to bring on with 25 minutes to go and say, use up all the energy that you would have used up in 90 minutes in 25 minutes now and be fucking on it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Run. Run your fucking balls off and have a more concentrated version of Harry Kane to come on and lift the crowd. And also, if you're Liverpool and you see Kane coming on, it puts maybe a little bit of doubt in you. Yeah, I mean, if he starts and you're managing him from the start, you're thinking, well, okay, this is all right. I'll, I'll They've put, got nothing on the bench that's better than him, so excellent. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'll argue against that. Say Kane wasn't quite right and you bring him on, much like Manchester United did against Liverpool earlier this season. In fact, that should have been the tactic. Because obviously Klopp said that all these injuries impacted their rhythm and cost them that game. Um, say Kane comes off the bench 10 minutes later, it's like, no, it's not working. And all of a sudden you've got no subs and you're down to 10 men. That's the only thing I'd argue against that, which is why I know there's always a case that if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he should be fit enough to play. But you can imagine Kane being like, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm fit. Captain hindsight, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but even more than kind of like obviously off Kane and not fit Kane impacting the team. As we have seen on plenty of times this season with Tottenham, they are a, arguably a better team with Kane not in the team and Son being the focal point. And we had that situation again when Kane's in the team and Son can't quite get into the positions that he likes to get in when he's most effective. So you could even argue that, you know, with Kane starting, not only have you got a player that's not capable of playing to the level where he needs to, that you've also, to the detriment of the team, because now you've taken your actual best player and kind of cut his legs from under him because he can't do what his natural game is because there's a guy in the way and also bear in mind tactically the shape that Tottenham have been using the entire time Kane's been out have not been with Harry Kane they're used to playing mm. without him at that time period well, do you know what I mean the last two months two, exactly so it's like months. it's again then oh we've now got Kane oh but it's not the Kane that we know Kane should be so now we've got to work around it and it's just it's hard work um, and I'll go on to the next question now we have, an, we have another question another Glorious, glorious question. Was this, Mr. Collard, the worst Champions League final in history? Um, I'll say yes, purely because I can't, I'm not going to talk about anything sort of, I don't know, pre-95, because, you know, I simply I didn't watch it. Um, we, when we were watching the game, we were discussing this, weren't we? Because, you know, it was tedious. Um, the highlight of the game was the streaker, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way? I mean, if we if we're gonna if we if you're gonna get a streaker on in the European Cup final, mate, might as well be her. Do you know what I mean? Make it her, right? Mm. I don't want to see some old man running on the pitch, mate. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. But well done. Well always done. Have them running. Yeah, always have them running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the question? Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking about boobs now, mate. He's boobs gone. He's gone. Toe. Uh, do you know her Instagram following has gone from like four hundred thousand to over like a million now? Genius, mate. Free advertising, eh? Free advertising. They reckon it was worth three million, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the the fines that she will have got from uh, running onto the pitch, the the company will pay for comfortably. Oh, yeah. The company will cover it because she's married to the, or she's going out with the guy that runs the company. Absolutely, yeah. Perfect. Anyway, to, sorry. To be fair, so the, the the other final that I think we're probably all going to mention is the the nil nil 
uh, in Manchester, I think 2003. Yeah. Uh, Milan, AC Milan, Juventus. Um, I remember as a kid, I, I did not enjoy it at all. Um, from reading like reviews of that game, apparently it was a defensive masterclass from both teams. I probably didn't appreciate it back then. and Maybe I would appreciate it now, I don't know. Um, but I remember it being a, sh- a shit final and... Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. Like I said, I, memory's a little hazy, you know. It was a long time ago. Uh, what we're talking like over 15 years. It, it was years. appalling. Um, it, but then so was that game the other day, mate. That was... Um, when, when, when you got the attacking team needing a goal, not looking like they're going to score, and a team that got a jammy penalty right at the beginning of the game, it kind of set the tone almost for a bad game. And then all the other things that you highlighted, would you know, the, the pitch being looking heavy, it was hot, three-week break. That was another thing as well that made it, I felt, contribute. Was yeah. like, oh, we've got a three-week break. I know all the other leagues are still catching up and playing. Can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was it would, would it been the same for it wouldn't have been the same would it for if say if it was like a a, a Barcelona Bayern Munich two, wasn't it? I think it was a two week. Would have so been. The, the the season that we uh, end the season early, you know, so we our players get more rest. They end up having to you know almost detrimental to the competition because you end up with that what was a a, a dour game really. Yeah, I mean it, it it is for me the worst Champions League final, um, mainly because I, I was. I wasn't looking forward to it because, I, as, as we've already covered, I am a Chelsea fan, so I despise both these football clubs. Um, but I was quite excited for what should have been a good football match. And I think just because my expectations and what we got is why I would have it as the worst. The game got killed by an absolutely bizarre decision by Suzuko after 26 seconds. Uh, the second that Tottenham were chasing the game um, from a minute in. So effectively, Liverpool started with a goal lead. For me, it was over because Liverpool are set up so perfectly to play a counter-attacking game because obviously strong defensively, quick wingers um, and, and pretty lethal as well um, in, in those wide areas. But even then, we didn't get any counter-attacking football. It was just dead. Just dire, dire football. The other reason why the... A lot of misplaced passes. Passing was poor. Absolutely. It's not that there's flowing moves or anything. No. I think Liverpool had like 63% pass success rate. That's awful. Which is worse than everyone in the Premier League but Cardiff, I believe. It kind of sums up their performance in a way. It was dreadful. It was an absolutely dreadful football match. And the reason why the 2003 final was better is because it had a penalty shootout. (laughs) Simple as that. Um, and if it has a penalty shootout, it doesn't matter really what came before because you get the drama of the shootout after all. So um, yeah, it was a just it, it was not just a bad football match, but it was just the case that was so disappointing at the same time because of the expectations for what we had to come. Neither team played close to the level they could do, and I I believe so. Obviously, Jermaine Genius had a lot to say at full time, didn't he? Um, the fangirl that he is, um, he came out and he's kind of like suggesting that. <laughs> Spurs will learn from this. They'll be back, etc., etc. I just want to say that I think Arsenal had the same opinion in 06. First time we got here, we'll learn from this. We'll be back. We'll be back. It's it's now 14, 13 years. within like a couple of years, Henri was already playing for the He was playing for the other team, exactly. Yeah. And it's now 13, 14 years later and they're playing Europa League football. Th- that was their moment. It was their moment. They'd somehow managed to get to the European Cup final uh, via VAR decisions, 95th minute winners, and also Real Madrid, Juventus, and you know Barcelona on the other side of the draw, all basically having pretty disappointing tournaments overall. 
So this was the time to do it because all those teams are going to be better next year and going forward. They get there, the team they're playing are dreadful on the night and they lose 2-0. It was their With moment. Rigi scoring. Oh. The, 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 the worrying thing from for Spurs for me is like, I, I think I said on the show, the last time we did a show, which was like four months ago, the Spurs have done it the right way, you know, in terms of they've got a nice stadium, or a great stadium, as you said. You know, they've got a good manager. They're, they're not overspending their means. They do. They didn't even buy a player. Like, they're, they're, they're coaching players. That's all fine and good. But when they lose Ericsson this summer, when Kane has another season of not being fit, when, you know, Son chips off somewhere, because he's obviously, I think he's a bit too good for them these days. Like... When you when when, wow. yeah, know, when you got like when Dyer, you know they brought Dyer on in the, in the Champions League final, mate. That was mental. What's he that doing? Like when they've got Larice, who's looking more calamitous every, every week. You know you've got a team An there. Aging defense. Aging defense. Like I'm I mean, let's I mean let's sure. go through it. Let's go through it. So you say about Larice? I I don't rate Larice. I think that he's he is a more of a question mark than an answer at this point. Um, Trippier, definitely a down season. Apparently on the move. For uh, mm. Tongan, I thought he had a pretty good year. Uh, for what it's worth with Jan Vertonghen. I have no, I have no issues with Alderweireld. The, the three centre-halves they've got, Davin Sanchez, Alderweireld and Vertonghen, I have no issues with Sanchez had fine. a down year for him, I thought. I thought at times he looked questionable. Um, his reading of the game needs to improve. He's a bit too reactionary to play um, in this Tottenham team, it feels. Um, Alderweireld, as you say, um, he's had a good year, but he could be off for £25 million to God knows where, anywhere. Uh, left Coventry. back. He only sporadically played as well. Yes, because of the contract was issues, wasn't it? Because of the whole contract. Yeah, uh, I thought Rose is fine. He's just fine though. That midfield area, Sissoko. He Sissoko is that kind of player that when you play against a good team, you want in your team because he's a disruptor. He's got so much energy and he's so physical. If you've got playing against a team that got a talented midfield, he's just a nightmare to play against. But he offers very little offensively. Uh, hey, my name's N'Golo Kante. How you doing? I mean, are you really suggesting that Suzuko and Poor Man's Kante, mate? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're comparable. Uh, I, I'm, do, I'm going to leave it, all right, uh, and move on. Um, no, I was going to say that, man. What's wrong? What's the problem? Eh? Christian Eriksen's got 12 months left on his deal and has made it apparent that he wants to leave. Now, Christian Eriksen, where do you think he's going? Real Madrid, apparently. <laughs> I just can't see it. Levy's not going to let him go for, for less than 80, 90 million. He's just not but worth it. But he is a businessman and he's either let him go for free or get some money in. And and I think so you feel this money. could be a late one? With, with Tottenham tend to run it late anyway. Mate, this Sissoko is a slightly, is a more athletic Herrera, mate. I, I feel, I feel, I feel, go back to I feel Herrera's a better footballer. Yeah. Does, he has a nice little first touch, doesn't he? Come back to me. <laughs> He's still fixed. But we're Christian Eriksen, so Real Madrid is obviously... Wait. Sissoko is a, slight, is a more athletic Gattuso. <laughs> what? Yes, just, just, yeah, we'll just go, agree. Yes, absolutely, just agree. Mikey. You've yes, nailed it. you are correct. No, I've got it. Sissoko is a slightly more athletic version of Lee Carsley. Oh, I don't know. Are you saying Lee Carsley was a better footballer than Sissoko? I reckon you're running close. Gravison, mate. Dad, Gravison. Tommy G. Gravison had a ball on him, mate. He had a, he had a ball on him. That obviously Lee Carson was shit. <laughs> obviously he was shit. I'm sorry, I think right, we've settled on it. Sissoko is now forever will be known as Lee Carsley. An athletic Lee Carsley. Uh, An athletic Lee Carsley. 
but with Ericsson, I can't I can't see the Madrid thing happening. I don't know why it just doesn't fit in my head. Barcelona, I feel like an Italian club. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the slow league was sitting down to the ground. But there's there's a lot of murmurings. Unsurprisingly, if you say Man United, I'm gonna kill you. They're there. They 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 are there. Um, I know they're there. Christian Eriksen to Manchester United has been mentioned. Useless, useless son. So just a glorified matter then. Just basically, yeah, we've already got one of them. We a slightly need, faster matter. We don't need another matter. He Although is very we, similar to Wan Matter, isn't he? When you think about it. Mm. I prefer Wan Matter. Yeah, that's because you know, I want to see Wan Matter play centre midfield next season. I'm not you've been even saying kidding. that since he signed. Not even kidding. He needs to be playing centre midfield, mate. So, uh, and obviously you get to the front three and um, in, in Son, who's obviously super. Um, and Mikey's linking him with moving away because he's already bigger than, than Tottenham Hotspurs. Kane, um, who I feel that his window for a big club move is actually starting to close a bit. I think those injury problems are... They're, they're going to be there for the rest of his career. He's, he's so shown, on, on FIFA... I I'm feel sorry. like this is a hello Man United. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Mate. It is. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to dodge the bail bullet because he's going into Milan. So you know, um, so on FIFA 19, they added, they did, a, they did a, a mid-season like update to the player cards and all the stats and stuff like that. And because the Bruyne has been out all season, he now has the trait injury prone, right? And um, which means he's a lot less valuable to people now because they don't want him to because he's going to be injured a lot. Now, let's take FIFA and turn that into real life. I would suggest at this point, Harry Kane has the tag injury prone. Absolutely. He's injured every fucking season. Every season you lose him. There's no way. There's no way you want to take a pun on that guy. Oh, how old is Harry Kane? He's, what, 26? 24 to 5, isn't he? 25? Why do I think he's so old? I don't know. Is it because he's been around forever? It's, it's because he's been around forever. But um, 25, surely. 25. Let me, let me get this up. All right, you continue talking. Dead air until then. Dead <laughs> Don't, don't put me How under pressure, man. 4G I don't know why I'm doing this on my phone. I've got a laptop in front of me. You're panicking. This is brilliant. Beads of sweat dribbling uh, down his face. Uh, oh, predictive text not working. 25. Oh, my God. He's 25. My mother. He's 25. He turns 25. 26 in July. So So literally next month. Le- next month he is 26, yeah. yeah. Wait, what, what day is his birthday? 28th. Oh, man. Only seven days after me. Unbelievable. Anyway, so with Harry... Seven Kane, days so- and seven years. But yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> so, Harry Kane, twenty-five years old, twenty-six in in a month's time. Like, I, if I was a, a buying team, and because Spurs, as you said, Levy's a businessman, he'll want a lot of money for Harry Kane, right? I need to see a season or two out of him in a row. Fit. By that point, before mate, I, he's twenty-eight. Depart, at that point, he's twenty-eight, and that's the last big move of his career. And you know, you ain't making a return on him. It's, it, it, honestly, I do still believe the Manchester United thing will happen. We said that about Bale, though, for years. And it still might happen, mate. Don't write this off. I know you were saying about Inter Milan, but do not write off Bale turning up there. Woodward will hear these Inter Milan rumours and he'll be like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Number 11, Manchester United. Um, Deli Alley, still don't know what he does. He's not a centre midfielder. Every time he gets plumbed in centre midfield, he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. He's completely ineffective. Um, I, I actually thought he played okay on the night in the Champions League final. He wasn't obviously... No one played particularly well, which is why Van Dijk ended up with the Man in the Match award because no one else. Um, uh, and then there obviously Lucas Moura, who 
I do still believe Flash is hot and cold. I, I, I'm not a big believer in Lucas Moura being a superstar, uh, despite a hat-trick in the Champions League semi-final. Um, he was the one that had the big moment. His was the moment. The ball fell to him. Um, any conviction in his strike is one all. Spurs are in the ascendancy, and then that would have been a really interesting final to see t- uh, Liverpool try and turn the tide at that moment. Maybe if uh, Lucas Moura had started, he'd have had a bit more you know, familiarity with yeah, the ball. Yeah, it's fair. So plumbed it in. Um, I want to cut you off, I'm afraid. I'm sorry, my friend. Because you've mentioned the word superstar. Yes. Yeah? And I want to think of another superstar now with some strong, strong transfer rumours, links today. Because the next question I have for you, Mr. Tom, is with finishing third and winning the prestigious, the coveted Europa League, was Chelsea's season better than Tottenham's? Abs this question was written by Tom Abs fucking lootly and I bet even Rob Swan would agree with that <laughs> so uh, yeah look I mean it's such a stupid question because it's so obvious when I do you know what I put I just put yes finished above and won a trophy even Lee go. agrees even Lee agrees that our season was better than Tottenham's look Tottenham up to about March uh, maybe February, March time, um, were in a title race and then proceeded to bottle it off for the next three months. Um, should have comfortably finished third in the league. They didn't. Uh, Chelsea were so fucking fortunate uh, that basically the three teams around them competing for, for th- th- those top four places just fell to pieces. Uh, and Chelsea just held it ag- together enough on the back of Eden Hazard uh, to finish third. We, we didn't earn third. We just basically were not shit as everyone else to finish third. Um, but the final... So with, just with, so I know that's not quite the question, but I mean, the question that's been posed isn't the most interesting of questions because the answer is yes. Right? I have a question for you. Right? Off, going off script, baby. Yeah? So, Eden Hazard. Mm. 130 million to Real Madrid. Yes. Uh, was it 85 up front? 85. Then, then, then clauses that are essentially guaranteed yeah. to get to 130, right? Yeah. Obviously, for the tax man, whatever, right? So, you told me something last night which I found very, very interesting. And it's the first thing I thought of when you announced or you know, when the big things came out today that you said that Chelsea haven't appealed the transfer mm. ban because you're worried that if it's rejected, they'll extend the transfer ban. That is a rumour that I've seen um, from quite good sources, to be fair. There's a couple of journalists that do write a lot about Chelsea, and it seems that, at least from within Chelsea Football Club, the concern is if they appeal it, they might extend the ban. Now, so, in, with, that, with that in mind, hmm. then, losing... Because you're not appealing it, right? That's the, so well, this summer, uh, not at this moment. This summer, So you're and... going to retract your previous comments several times on several pods that you were definitely appealing <laughs> We're not appealing. There's it nothing yet. to worry about. We're definitely appealing, which is which is that was your argument against us. Yes. We obviously were baiting you a little bit. You were you were adamant. I mean, I, I am surprised by. It. I, I won't lie. I, it, it seems that dead set that everything had fallen into place for them to appeal. I mean, here's my argument. Say say for, for argument's sake that the club are concerned that um, they'll have their ban extended by another transfer window, so it would end up not just being two, it'd be three transfer windows. And it'd be the two big ones or the summer ones. It, it, well, because you can take a winter one. Well, winter. effectively, what it would be is that they, it, I think it would work out that they would end up um, freezing this one while it's under investigation and get the ban in place for winter, summer, winter. 
Right, okay. Um, so then you still have this Which is too. why I'm like, fuck it. Just fucking t- still appeal it. Still appeal it, even if they're going to extend it to free. Because you, you, what are you going into the season with next year? This, this is it. Because at the moment, you're sitting there. Hazard's on his way. You've got a load of money in your pocket that's probably burning a hole in it. You've got Hudson-Odoi, who's injured. injured until basically the start of the next season. You've got Loftus-Cheek, who's injured basically until the start of next season as well. Beyond You've got... Yeah. I mean, what's, what's going on with Morata? <laughs> so, I think Morata actually has a clause in his contract where he could get dragged back. <laughs> and the geezer is shitting his pants at the thought of coming back. So, he, he had a little interview where he was... He did. This is why I've asked Morata. Where, where he's like, oh, the fans weren't nice to me. The coach wasn't nice to me. I don't want to ever go back. I'm kind of like... My opinion is, firstly... The fans had every fucking right to get on your case, and they didn't get on his case immediately. They tried to get behind him. They tried to get, and he just kept bitching out on the pitch. I'd drag his fucking ass back. I'd be like, sorry, off to the reserves you go. Fuck the money from Madrid, don't care. What's happening with Higuain? Is he, is he gone or is he still Well, there? I think that he's... So you're going to have a strike force next year of Giroud, Higuain and Morata. <gasps> and Bashawai and Tammy Abraham. No, he's definitely going back. I mean, he laughs, but I mean, Calvert Lewin is your starting centre forward. Puts in, puts in a shift. They like you're, you're making an argument. I mean, Morata isn't coming back, mate. He's not coming back. Uh, with Higuain, I think his future is very dependent on what happens with Maurizio Sarri. I have no idea what's going on with Maurizio Sarri. But surely, then you're going to have to take a loss on Morata. Um, because I know you're going to you, come, you say going to that, counter mate. with you Hazard. Say that. I know you've got your, your woman in charge. That's you say, like, honestly, go look at the deal that we've struck Who with. Who the fuck is paying any money for him? The deal's already been done with Atletico. It's basically 58 million. Oh, oh Atletico. You're, wait, you're getting 58 million for I think it works out after the that's loan fair, deals and the final uh, signing. From, oh, dear. So, yeah, basically, they've... They've activated this clause or whatever. I think that's probably what's going to happen, yeah, because they're going to obviously sell uh, Griezmann. Atletico, so they're planning. I, I, I honestly thought that you'd said Atletico Madrid are signing Higuain for 15. Oh, no, 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 we're talking about Morata. We're talking about Morata. So Chelsea have. Where's, where's Griezmann going? Well, probably Manchester United with Bale, Ericsson. You go PSG. Surely he goes PSG, right? Well, it's not going to be Barcelona because apparently Barcelona called their interest in him because a lot of the players were like, he mugged us off last summer. Is he fuck coming in this dressing room? Um, but look um, with, with Higuain like I said it all depends on um, Sari. I believe the club want to send him back to Juventus uh, if Maurizio Sarri is still in charge I imagine he'll be like no no he stays um, until the Sarri situation is sorted out I, c- I couldn't answer you that one Morata's is not coming back either he's he's going to stay at Atletico he'll, he'll sign his permanent deal I don't think it's this summer I think it's the summer after so it's a two window loan deal with a view to a permanent after so I was going to say just to kind of go on the touch upon the question more about Chelsea was it nice for Sarri to to win a trophy I mean we've mocked it we, we gave obviously was a bit shit you know saying you've got managers one fuck all you know blah 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 he's now won a significant trophy not not the biggest but you know it's, it's a decent trophy to win um, and yet somehow Chelsea fans still don't respect him oh don't don't talk about our fucking fans oh I was so happy for him when he was looking at yeah, his Yeah, I was genuinely I was happy like, for the guy How could as well. you not be? 
How could you not be? That reaction is like what football is all about. The the, the he's got, sheer he's got a, joy. He's got a medal in one hand. He's got a cigar in the other hand. He's like, he's like, excellent. I've fucking done it. I've done it. I've finally done it. I've been managing for like a million years. I, I, it was a beautiful something. moment. Um, look, you know where I am on Sari. I backed him big time until it properly fell off. Um, he, he managed to correct it enough and ride Eden Hazard out <laughs> to, to third place in a European trophy. I, I still don't know if he's the answer. I don't believe that he's a long-term manager at Chelsea Football Club. I don't. And in many ways, I do feel ripping the band off, Band-Aid off now is wise. However, I would How argue... How many times have you done this? Sorry? How many times have you guys done this? Though? Yes. <laughs> I, I am aware that Chelsea's sack managers for fun. Sometimes, you know, if you actually might stick with someone, you might find out if they... Uh, no, if this sorry, is I think the only the man that you guys can stick with that the fans will keep on side with is Frank. Ugh. Oh, oh, oh. Can we just bring up Frank then? Um, so, obviously, the, the manager incoming. Um, first of all, they, they he, he celebrated winning a semi-final. Uh, someone, uh, I think uh, he berated Pochettino. No, 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 no. no. I, I, Did you say Pochettino Frank Lampard, mate? Cried. He was like, I mean, I mean, Pochettino, Pochettino cried. cried. That was, that's just raw, emo- raw, raw emotion. Raw emotion, mate. Fucking, he was giving all the big into the fans, like, uh, giving all that. Leeds was giving him the... dicked over in the final, mate. Got dicked over in the final. He had no... Mate, Derby were clueless. They had no tactics. There's no way he can step up. I, 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 I watched the final. managing in the championship. I think it finished two two one, didn't it? Yeah. So they scored on the night. What was the Tottenham score? <laughs> oh, oh, Dick Don in the up. final, mate. Dick Don in the final. Shut up. <laughs> they, they were, mate. They, they. I, we, we watched Vi- it. It was Villa. Villa's players looked a club. What my point is, is that I can't see Frank Lampard making that jump up from. God taking, no, mate. You know, a solid derby team. Love... You know, maybe not one to compete, but they they finished sixth. Didn't really compete in the in, in the final, and you're expecting him to come in and 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 no, I don't. Know. I don't it would expect. be like it would be like the biggest team in the world hiring a manager from Norway. Yeah, it would be it's the same effect, mate. You go, you, you you're appeasing the fans by bringing in a, a loved one from the past, and then when it all fizzles out, that that the loved one then suddenly isn't as loved as what he once was. I mean, that happened even with just a like, little season away at Man City, for God's sake, and they start crying. So imagine if he, you know, doesn't win the, the fucking Champions <laughs> League you, and the fucking Premier League. you're out there trying to do your fishing, mate. You're doing your little fishing thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I'll say about Frank Lampard, I love Frank Lampard. He's uh, he's the greatest player that's ever played for Chelsea Football Club. He's, he's, he's number one in my list. Um, do I want him as manager? No, I do not want him as manager at my football club next year. And who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I but don't want him there. Stick with Sorry for the next year or two. Well, exactly. Let, let him build up a bit more experience. Or let him then be the patsy. Get, get you through your transfer ban. Then bring him in. Exactly. Lee, I'm complete. That was what I was trying to say. I would keep Sorry and make him the patsy because if we've got transfer ban and it all goes to what, shit. Sorry? What? Make him what? The patsy? Yeah. Th- basically the full guy. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is. Never heard of that one. Sorry, you just. Comp- I was right. thinking Patsy Kenzie. I was like, what? I'd make Sari the full guy. I'd keep him. I'd go. Oh shit! Transfer ban. No players coming in. Do what you can. No Eden Hazard. Fucking nightmare season. Sari sacked at the end of the season. Transfer ban's finished with. All the fans are blaming Sari anyway now for all of this. And then you can go get your manager who will happily come in because Chelsea be like, we're also going to give you three hundred million to go spend and sort this nightmare out. Hiring a manager now is like an, it's the worst time to become Chelsea football manager, and I I actually don't think Frank Lampard will take it for what it's worth. I think, I think he's Frank, a clever enough man. I think he's quite clever. Isn't this he? is it, you know? Frank Lampard. When he comes across, I mean, I, I you know this, I've always not liked Frank Lampard. 
when he started doing punditry, uh, my opinion on him did a 180. He, he's an intelligent, thoughtful guy. Comes across extremely well. And I agree with you. I think he's too intelligent to take that Chelsea job. Because you said well, it's a bonfire of a job. It is. Well. I'll tell you who he's going to take it. It'll be Max Allegri. That's, that, that's my guess. My guess is Max Allegri. If not, Sarri stays. It'll be one of those two. It won't be Lampard. So, on to the next one. Final question of the day. And this is going to go out to the pair of you. And whoever shouts loudest can start answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's a really fun topic, I want to ask the question, who is the blame for the mess at Arsenal? It's going to be a fun topic for Woods because, you know, he loves baiting Arsenal, doesn't he? I mean, I'm still offended by that tweet he put out on our account <laughs> about Arsenal. Mate, did um, you not see the tweet he put out glowing and gushing about Eden Hazard today? Oh, it's, good. Like, it's well, a good one. It's a good sit, one. I wanted to sit there and kind of go, um, this, these are not my views. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the thing is with Arsenal, I mean, we, we've, we've discussed it all season, you know. Um, Emery was kind of papering over the cracks a little bit um, when they had that nice run. Obviously, a blight against some nice opposition. Um we know, it's, we know it's from the top, mate. We know that that board is is and a mess. They're not interested. They're not investing. Exactly. They're not interested. That's the key thing. They're not interested. not investing. And when your most expensive player on the, in terms of wage is jobbing up in a final and literally not looking like a superstar in a million years, a.k.a. Ozil, mate, they're a disaster, mate. I'm sure Woods is going to touch upon the transfer business, which is another thing. Um, you can talk about the legacy from from the, you know, from Wenger, but it all kind of comes from the same board essentially. The signings haven't been good enough, and you've maybe put in a Bamiyang as a, a Lacazette to an extent. But we all know for for years now, Arsenal have been poor at the back and in the middle, and they ne- they don't address it, and they haven't got the 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 war chest to to, to go out and buy because well, well, it needs such a big shape up that whole team. Didn't you say, Woods, that Arsenal have forty million to spend this summer? That's the chat. That's pittance. They've got this day and age. It's pittance. They've only got forty million. That doesn't get you a Danny Drinkwater. That... Can you explain? Can you explain to me? Because I'm sure you probably know why. Why do they only have forty million when, when I don't know, just other teams in the Premier League have far more? I mean, when I say other teams, I'm talking like you know mid-table Everton. teams. Everton, you know, so they are Leicester. So they are paying huge salaries to many of their players. Um, 300 grand for Ozil uh, and I think that Aubameyang's on like 200 and Mkhitaryan's on 200 um, the drop off the drop off from Champions League football uh, to Europa League football in terms of um, finances is, is, is drastic it's fucking massive so that's that's the main reason now when I say they've only got 40 to 45 million pounds to spend that's before selling players and they're already in the process of basically shifting players out um, I think that Xhaka is actually going. He's been linked heavily with Inter Milan for, I think, fifty million euros. Wow! What? <laughs> yeah, no. Have they not watched? Have they not watched him? Apparently not. They're making profit on him. Yes, they cost like thirty, thirty-five, thirty-five million, million, didn't he? Million, didn't he? Yeah. Um, apparently, <sighs> apparently, Kish, Kish, no. Are you, are you informing Inter Milan because you called him a baller early in the season? Are you, are you like? Are you <laughs> me advised, and Antonio, mate. <laughs> wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Inter Milan are going to pay how much? 50, 50 million euros for Granit Xhaka. 50 million euros. That's not the most Xhaka. mental one. They, apparently Barcelona are looking at Kalashnikov for like 20 million euros. <laughs> now, I don't know. You'll tell, me, you'll tell me Madrid are signing fucking Mustafi next. 
What? So obviously there's a lot of players that they're going to try and shift on to because obviously they've got to sell to buy. Um, the big one that I saw was I, I saw a Barmyang linked with China for I think it was north of seventy, um, which is an interesting proposition. China, China don't usually spend money um, like recently. I know obviously like two three years ago they were spending yeah. a shitload, but they usually focus more on the wages. Right. And tried to lure him in a lot cheaper. It's because of the tax on the transfer fees. So a, I exactly, think it's, yeah. it's like a 100% tax on that. But I, I it's, again, I don't know what to believe. I, I, I see these rumours and it's like, oh, that sounds like a good deal for Arsenal. 50 million for Shaka, 70 plus for Aubameyang, 20 million for Klashnik. How many of those do I actually think will happen? I think Shaka does go. I can't see 50 million euros. I just can't see it. Um, but I do think he'll go. I think Mustafi will go. I don't know what for. Um, I think there'll be a few others. But going back to the problem, their transfer dealings historically is hilariously bad because they have no idea what they're doing with contracts. Contract situations have put them in a position where they effectively, in the summer before Sanchez went in January, they got a 60 or £70 million offer from Manchester United for him. They turned it down. They then proceeded to basically see Sanchez not sign a contract and then exchanged him for Mkhitaryan who's definitely not worth £70 million. So they, they basically threw away £70 million. Pounds. Grand a week. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is, well, why have you let him run his contract that far? Now, you can argue that Chelsea did the same thing with Hazard, which they did. Um, but you're about to make bank. But we are making bank because Marina's out there bending Perez over and, and taking him for what he's worth. But you see, Ramsey's leaving for nothing. Ramsey's at least a £50 million player, if not more. You know, the, the, Ramsey's fucking like Ramsey is like almost the thing they need. They need someone with dynamism in the middle. See, like Ozil was the one they don't need. Ramsey's the one they need. They gave well, they gave Ozil a contract. They gave Ozil, Ozil the contract. That, that, that is that's the one, isn't it? It is. That is the one. You got Rambo and you got Ozil. Uh, all right, Ozil. Here's three hundred grand a week. Rambo, thanks for your yeah, thanks for your service. Let you go. into a corner with Ozil because he was also on six, like six months left when they gave him that deal. So they must have looked at it and gone oh shit, we're going to lose him for nothing because no one's going to pay any money for him. And they're still, yeah. I don't know how they get... Well, that's the thing, maybe they're thinking, you know, they're trying to save face almost. Because, it, was, know, know. it was, it was, it was, it was exactly that, Lee. It was 100% We can still attract that. players. We can still get players, good players to sign for us. It was saving face. Players for us, they, could, they couldn't face the embarrassment of Mesut Ozil rocking up at Manchester United in the following summer for nothing. That was, that was what was it was. back in the day, wasn't it, for, for a few million back then, you know, which is, and they, what they pay for Ozil, was it 40? Yeah, the, the Ramsey one's mental because they pulled his offer, which was 200 grand a week, and he was ready to sign it, and they pulled it because they, they didn't believe he was worth it. They thought they could basically get a better player for the money, which when you think about, so you're saying, um, I, I'm not going to be particularly good at this math, I'm going to try 10 million a year, uh, five years, so 50 million. You're going to be able to buy a player and give him a contract for fifty million, is what they're saying. That's better than Aaron Ramsey. Fucking laughable, absolutely fucking laughable. When fifty million, when 50 million gets you Granite Xhaka, this is why bad teams stay bad. And the thing is, is that it's not even a case. Look, Cronkite's not reaching into his own pocket and giving him money. He's not sugar daddy like that. But he's not pulling it all. It's not like some Arsenal fans believe that Stan Cronkite's basically bleeding the club. The money's there. It's been spent. It's just been spent badly. You know, they they, they only badly. just recently spent um, a fortune on um, Lacazette and Aubameyang. But at the same time, they let Giroud go for, um, I think it was 15 million to Chelsea to go win a European Cup against their own fucking team. 
<laughs> like it's... Mate, I think I, I agree with you that the board <clears throat> is just an absolute disaster. I I really don't. I Emery. I for the for the immediate for the immediate things you can fix. I don't think that guy is up to snuff, mate. You've hired a manager whose gimmick is that he wins the Europa League. Like Levels, you're already mate. shopping. You're not shopping at Waitrose anymore. You're shopping in Audi. Well, Audi's quite good. You're shopping at fucking Asda. <laughs> Yeah, you're not you're not shopping where you need to be shopping no. for managers. I can't understand. Mate, I think I think Arsenal have shopped within their market. You know, a Europa League winner. But Leicester didn't shop within their market. They shopped and went and got Brendan Rodgers, who's far too good for Leicester. Yeah, he's proven himself in, in in the Scottish League. You know, I'm backing myself to do that. Yeah, but the last time he was seen in in this country, he was, he was doing it for Liverpool and doing very very well outside of Leicester's remit for sure. Yeah. Also, they've been you know, doing look at their Newcastle. Look at Newcastle getting Benitez. He would have been a better option, mate, undoubtedly. And I, I swear that Arsenal could have got him as well. I think that, especially I think in the with summer... the situation that they were in, though, with uh, with Wenger having, you know, the the time that he did, what was it, like twenty odd years? I don't think the fans would have accepted a Brendan Rodgers or a, or a Rafa Benitez, someone that they already know. They maybe need, someone they... they already know isn't quite proven. At, maybe they needed to take a gamble and go for right. An unknown. Someone, An unknown. For someone exotic someone, and fresh. You know, exactly. Essentially, that's it, isn't it? It's the word exotic. You know, oh, you've managed at PSG. Oh, you've, got, you've been at Sevilla. You've won trophies. You know, you must have a bit about you. You're available. We'll take you. My, my, my idea what Arsenal should have done was what Tottenham effectively did. I think they should have gone and got their Pochettino. And I'm not saying that Eddie Howe will ever be Pochettino, but we won't know unless he gets given an opportunity. And I feel that the expectations were so low at the time at Arsenal that they could have taken a gamble on bringing in Eddie Howe and then kind of going that way about things. They can't compete financially with Manchester United, Manchester City, even Liverpool at this point. Um, so they have or to, Chelsea. Or, or Chelsea, absolutely. As che- and che- oh, I don't know why I completely forget saying Chelsea in that because Chelsea spent £120 million in the summer and then £60 million in January. Like People talk about it like Abramovich isn't interested anymore. He is throwing cash, mate. He is throwing cash. He just can't right now. But I, I kind of feel that Arsenal needed to kind of change the way that they do business a bit to be a bit more like their their city rivals, learn from them. And I just don't think Emre is that guy. As I said, Mike, he, he is a Europa League coach. Um, but his last job was who at didn't PSG. Win the Europa League. <laughs> who failed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do. I feel bad for Arsenal fans. I do a bit because I'm old enough to remember that Arsenal were a fucking juggernaut, mate. They used to hey. they used to roll up on Chelsea big time. I spent I spent my childhood watching Arsenal beat Chelsea. I, I I remember the day when I sat down with Yuli. I believe Jay was there as well, who uh, is an Arsenal fan. And I remember sitting there, and we were, and Man United and Arsenal playing each other. And I remember sitting there thinking, I ain't fucking worried. Like, <laughs> I ain't worried at all. And then and I was sitting, there, I was like, when Arsenal weren't playing someone, I was like, yeah, I don't mind Arsenal. They're alright. You know, I just wasn't worried about them. I just didn't care anymore. You no longer like, see them as a rival. Didn't see them as a rival at all. I saw them as a joke. Um, and it's like, the Arsenal I knew, the Arsenal I grew up with, were fearsome. You know, a team of men who would fucking obliterate you. And now it's like, nothing. Just, 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 this is Arsenal. You know, it's just Arsenal. On that note, I'd like to just obviously talk about, just very, very quickly mention, obviously, the death of uh, Reyes in the car accident. It's like, it's a horrible thing to happen. And, uh, yeah, obviously... All of us from the show uh, send our condolences to the to the family. Mm. It's uh, a really sad story on the day of the European Cup final, right? Yeah, um, I'm going to be a little bit controversial. I think I'm with Lee on this. Regarding this, 
Um, it, of course, it's sad when someone, someone dies, you know, it's not nice, but if you're doing 135 miles per hour on a motorway, he's like, he's, I, I didn't know that. He <laughs> killed his cousin. And his, yeah. and his other cousins in still a critical I, I, I know it's not nice. Who's who's the um, who's the old Valencia goalkeeper? Um, it was uh, Santiago Canizares. Yeah. He's he, he's he, come out. And he's said, come out and yeah. said this, and I, I I'm on any, I'm on his side. I'm not you like know. you. I have not actually read what happened. It's, yeah. it's not nice what's happened. Someone yeah. you know, people have died. We obviously know the you know we know we know him as in terms of a footballer. It's not it's not nice when someone goes, but when you maybe hear the circumstances, it's like well. You dice from your own death, and you've diced with someone else's life as well. So, mm. I know, I know, it's not nice. Do we but, want to end the show on that? Note? No, no. Can we do? Can we do? Can we do some winners and losers? Yeah, let's do winners and losers. Let's let's bring it out. I don't have one prepared, but I'll happily say the loser of the week for me. Or should we go winners first? Winners or losers? Let's go winners first. Winners. Is, let's go winners. Let's go winners. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mauricio Sarri. I, and, and I'm going to explain why it's not just because I'm a Chelsea fanboy but obviously um, a lot of the uh, Sarri out brigades were on his case because he's never won anything he's never won anything he's never won anything eve of the final he's seen basically losing his rag people going oh look at him he hasn't got a clue what's going on goes into European final beats local rivals 4-1 wins his first trophy um beautiful moment for him and then two days later he's basically now being linked with the big boy job in Italy it's all coming up Maurizio Sarri right now mate Sarri ball it's winning in the end isn't it <laughs> I, bet, I bet those Juventus tracksuits like a hell of a nice in those Chelsea ones I could not handle that guy hanging around in his horrible nylon tracksuit <laughs> and you, Juventus fans they're, they're used to probably uh, like a, a, a manager smoking because they exactly. had it with uh, Lippy yeah exactly. Lippy mate for, for us you know it was like what the fuck's going on but for, you know, just a, just an Italian manager. Another day, another day, another game. My, my, my winner is uh, Jurgen Klopp. Fair. Um, I do feel like I'm coming very pro Liverpool today, and it's I don't know. It's not nice. It's not a nice feeling, but um, we are impartial critics yeah. of the beautiful game, Mister Collard. Mate, he's won his first major trophy with Liverpool. He said he would do it within you know three years of his tenure. He's done that. Um, yeah, fair fucks to him. And he's also got kind of that monkey off his back a little bit with the hoop final hoodoo. You know, he hasn't won many of them. He's just gone one of, you know, the biggest one. So, well done. Mate. And also, afterwards, you know, after, he's, been, he, he, he's an amusing guy. You oh, know, you can't help... So annoying, like mate. I love it's him. annoyingly nice. You, exactly. yeah. You're like, I wish he was my manager. Cause, I wish he know, was my mate. The whole, you know, <laughs> let's talk about six, baby. You know, it's hilarious. There's even the stuff on the bus where he's getting completely annihilated, almost falling off the bus. Is he almost falling off the fucking bus? Which, by the way, I was very quickly touched upon. One day, there's gonna something's going to happen on one of these fucking parades. I'm telling you, one of these players are going to fucking fall and they're... Well, I don't want to say the rest. Maybe we need to move on to another winner. Yeah, let's move on to another winner. Um, I'm going to say... Saving it down again, ain't it? He's like... Just talking about... I'm going to say uh, winners will be obviously Liverpool um, because none of them fell off the bus. <laughs> Great um, success. <laughs> no, look, dude, we've, look, we've covered it a thousand times. They do things the right way. They play a very good brand of football. Um, not Obviously not as good as it on the aesthetically as it was, but now it's winners football. And yeah. they can sit there and say we've won the European Cup. And it's like, can't fucking argue with that, bruv. Um, I know the fans wanted the league, but maybe next year. No. Can't argue it. No. Give me a loser, Woods. Uh, I I would go Spurs, but I'm aware that I'll upset um, Rob, so I'm not 
Um, I'm, we have I'm, other Tottenham listeners. <laughs> it's, it, look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Arsenal because it's an easy choice for me. But ultimately, they went into that final, their fans, and they were proper confident, like big time. Um, Chelsea had a poor run in. Obviously, they went to America, lost, <laughs> lost Ruben Loftus Cheek for a year because of an Achilles injury and a friend be over there. Uh, the pre, uh, the night before, as I said, there was a whole situation with um, Sari storming off. Uh, I think Louise and um, Iguain were getting into it. Arsenal were feeling pretty good about themselves. Going, I, I was concerned. I honestly thought that Arsenal would win the Europa League final. I felt that it meant more to them because they haven't won a European uh, Cup in. In a long, long, long time, um, and also the most important thing is the the Champions League uh, football at the end of it. Um, they looked good for a half, and then straight bottled it. Um, and it's it has a massive ramification for them. Um, the Europa League is a fucking hard, hard tournament. It's so long, and you see how it affects league form, which means that their top four hopes are pretty much dead even before we get to the start of next season because of the Europa League football on the Thursday and the games on the Sunday. So, um, yeah, Arsenal, simple as that. Fair enough. Um, uh, I can name one while you're thinking. I've got no, one just pops into my head. Um, I'm going to assume UEFA... Pick that fucking venue, oh, Baku, Baku, Azerbaijan. Jeez, no. The pitch was in no, a different postcode no. than the stadium. It was ridiculous. And it wasn't even full. It's a Europa League final because you fucking put it. It may forget if it, regardless if it was English clubs that made the final. Anyone in you, unless it's Russian clubs that are making the final. No, no. Um, they made the day the game. They was tried dead. to. Obviously, they were, I'm sure they were very nice hosts and everything, but the stadium didn't feel right. The, the, the fucking the gap between. That you know, West Ham phones moan, moan about you know the, the Olympic Stadium. Could be worse, mate. You could be in the Baku Stadium, mate, where what... you know you, you the pitch is mere miles away. And if you're watching it on TV, it's like watching, as you said, like a fucking I don't know, size of a postage stamp or whatever. You it's know? nuts. There was I remember watching the first half. Now I was just watching a guy just walking down the big green thing for ages. He was just having a nice little mate, chat. The, so... the, the, the cost to the fans, like you know, in excess of four grand just to get out there, it's a joke. It's not. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. I know, just, I, know, I know. I know. They. I know the. Um, I know Liverpool and Spurs fans experienced something similar because everyone was hiking up the prices. You know, to go out to uh, to, to Madrid. Was it Madrid? Yes. Yeah, it was Madrid. Yeah. Um, but Baku. That's li- geographically. It's like you know. I know it's classed as Europe, but you know. And we have a fucking we, Asia. We have a geographer on the show, Mr. Lee. He's shown his. He's showing it here. It's basically, yeah. as he said, basically Asia. Also, two flights a day. Are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. I mean, the logistics. It's it's insane, isn't it? And the, the atmosphere died oh, because of it. Dead, mate. Mate. There, there, was, there, was, there was no atmosphere no. from the fucking beginning. It was, you know, it didn't feel like it. Do you know what we, we commented, didn't we? Um, it felt like a, a pre-season friendly tournament thing. Yep. Yep. The Asia the Cup. Emirates Cup, mate. Yeah. Exactly. The Asian Cup. Yeah. Yep. Where basically there's no home fans in there. Effectively, they're just people that are obviously. Um, gone to go see the teams and yeah, Yay, yeah. football. Yeah, basically. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice that people from um, Azerbaijan got to go see the game. Apparently, none of them bought any tickets. Apparently, UEFA were funneling people in for free because the stadium looks so fucking empty. That's, there you go. Then that's that's the ice on the cap. That's why they're the losers. Fair enough. Fair enough. My losers of the week are Manchester United. To be fair, to be fair, they could chumps to losers now. Are we? Like chumps of the week. You still, you still chucking in Man United? No, I'm not going to chuck in Man United. I'm going to go from a very, fairly controversial one. 
My loser of the week is in Hazard. <laughs> yes, I love it. Get that bait out there. Let's go. Because whilst every little boy's dream move is to go and play in the white of Real Madrid, unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo, those fans ain't taken to your grove. Uh, and even even yeah. the great Cristiano Ronaldo, the man who is their all-time leading goal scorer, who broke every single motherfucking record they had, even he was getting booed by the end of it. Eden Hazard's going to go to a place where he's a legend at Chelsea. And he did things for Chelsea that no man has ever done or may ever do again in terms of his output and how influential he was and the leagues and stuff that he did for that club. He's going to go to a, t- a team now where they're going to expect £130 million of literal game changer. And whilst Eden Hazard on his day is a game changer, can he do it 38 games a season in that fucking atmosphere where fans expect him to score a fucking hat-trick every game? I do not know. And it's not and a good time to join Real Madrid. No, it's not. So, because no, they're in the re- rebuilding process, aren't they? So it puts even more pressure and even more focus. Right, You are literally our number one signing. You're the man. You're, you're the one that's helping this rebuild process. and mm, That's a lot more pressure. Yeah, oh, look, It's a fantastic move for him and he's going to make massive money and his, and his global you know, superstar yeah. status is going to grow even higher than it's ever been. But if I'm just... Uh, I don't know, man. I am not sure about this at all. And I, 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 if I'm him, I don't know if I'm making that move. It's difficult, isn't it? Because if it is... You're not, on one hand, you've got the fact that all of a sudden you're going to be the biggest player in the world, basically. And you've got the, big, the, the most historic team in the land, in the fucking, on the planet. You know, you're going to be their main man. And that's, for a footballer who wants to self-improve and has the well, desire, the like Spanish he does. Man United at the moment, aren't they? But, um, I just... Everything that comes out of Madrid is bad news. All the noises, the players, the atmosphere, the fans, it's all a toxic environment. And I just don't like it. Yeah. Right. On the plus side, at least uh, Hudson Adoya gets his shirt number, I'm sure. <laughs> well, apparently he has been. He's, he's about to sign a five-year contract. And I did say earlier this season that... Um, that had had they both gone, there was a real chance that both would have gone. Um, and I do think that the Achilles injuries probably saved us in many ways. Um, it would have been absolutely devastating. But had we, you know, held on to Hudson Odoi, uh, it kind of dampens the blow, and I still feel that way. The only thing that doesn't quite still quite bitter is because he's injured. You know, had Callum Hudson Odoi not had a, an Achilles injury, um, and we roll into next season with my starting left winger, I feel fine. It is disappointing. Um, I completely agree with you, by the way, Mikey. The, the way that I describe it in Hazard is he's a flawed superstar. He had his best year um, for Chelsea this year, the first time he's broke 20 goals. If he hasn't got 20 goals by January, in there, they're going to have the white hankies oh, out. fucking October, mate. Like, the, the white hankies will be out because um, their their fans are the worst fans in football. I don't fucking care. Not even the Arsenal ones, not even the Sarri Out Brigade. They, they are genuinely the worst fans in football. I hate Real Madrid fans, which is why I hate that football club. Um, they're so fucking privileged, aren't they? And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up. I think that's fair. Cool. Well, I mean, look, guys, you, guys and girls, of course, because we, have, we are a multi-whatever show. A multi whatever show. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of the word. I was going to say cultural, but that doesn't really do it. So, um, you can obviously find us on Twitter at a pod of two halves. You can Utah. You can even contact if, you, if you're not interested in talking about Chelsea. You can follow me and Lee. We have our own Twitter <laughs> accounts. Yeah, magnificent Duke. And what's yours, Lee? 
Leesky27. Leesky27. We're all available on Twitter. We're all hanging around. But of course, one of two us Twitter accounts is where the action is. That's where Woods basically baits morons all day. It's hilarious. <laughs> but if you are a Chelsea fan, come along to <laughs> You will love it here. Um, you can also find us on all good podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, The Works, basically, all of them and more. So get involved, leave us a review, leave us a like. You can maybe even give us a subscribe. We'd love to have your contribution to this wonderful project we are building. So, see you on probably late Monday, early Tuesday next week for another wonderful show. Thank you very much. A goodbye. Come on, England. Come on, England. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.